Hello everyone, welcome back to the Lovecast. It is your host, uh, Max. I'm back from vacation. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, vacation was perfect for those of you who are wondering. I'm sure no one really gives a fuck, but yeah. Uh, it sucks to leave, but it's good to be back uh, recording. Um, I want you all to be on the lookout. Please, please, please. We have a famous professional UFC fighter coming on for an interview um, for the Wednesday pod, his name is Andre Petrosky. He sought a record for the biggest underdog to win a UFC fight. Um, he had his first UFC fight, not last week, but the week before. He was the first fight on the card. And I'm so unbelievably excited to have him on. Um, that's going to be on the next episode. In this episode, we have um, uh, my buddy Rodemy coming on. We're going to talk some NBA and our reactions to the Warriors and Mavericks game. And then a little bit later, I'm going to have Butsy come on. And him and I are going to talk about some betting and our reaction to the Celtics game. Um, but yeah, this should be a pretty good pod. Um, it's pretty quick. Uh, you know, we just are really excited. Um, I just am trying to get back into the groove of things. And yeah, uh, keep your ears open for the Wednesday pod with Andre Petrosky. Um, and I just want to take some time out again to um, thank all of you for listening and taking the time to you know, download this and go to our YouTube and do all that for us. We really, really appreciate it. And it's been so freaking awesome to watch us grow. Um, we are, we just passed 500 downloads. We're on our, on the road to 600 and ultimately a thousand. And yeah, we only hope to grow from here and we want to be interactive with our audience. So if anyone wants to come on or have any ideas, please reach out to us on any of our social media that'll be linked in the description. And um, yeah, we can either have you on or answer any questions you may have or any ideas that you want to talk about, excuse me, stuff like that. But yeah, without further ado, we're going to be coming on with uh, Rotomy next. Alrighty, I'm here with my buddy Rotomy. We're going to be talking um, our reactions to the Mavericks and Warriors game. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, Max? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So, um, it's the morning after that game. Uh, we watched it. Uh, we're going to react to it. What are your thoughts? Does anything, did anything stick out to you uh, just from watching the game? The situation of the terrible refing amongst mm. playoffs is, yes. is, is pretty terrible in my mind. I mean, we have no, like you said earlier, before we got on, we have no conformity against the, like uh, amongst the refs. It's all yeah. what one ref says, what another ref says. And it's just... yeah. Like, like, like we were talking about before, the Wiggins call. They tried to call that a charge on Wiggins. Uh, I was yeah. just like, it's it's, it's bad. bad. Um, I was think I was just gonna say like I look at it like the NBA should be like the federal government rather than the state's government. Like it should be one yeah. thing that does everything uh, for the entire governing body, and not it shouldn't be like the ref shouldn't be like states coming in and making their own decisions and governing things on their own way um we need to have like one thing that like like this is a charge this is a blocking foul this is a reach and foul like we need to have one thing that like is what it is because at points in the game it really is slowing down the momentum and the flow of the game um and i really hate when there's like a fast break and then you know something the, the whistle's going to get blown some somehow like i hate those uh open open lane fouls stuff like that it makes the game unwatchable at times and it really slows down the pace like it's just a well, pain in the ass there's also the thing of <clears throat> players taking i mean doing take fouls yes i hate that those take fouls are off on the open on the open uh open floor on the yeah yeah uh, open floor drives i mean they're terrible i mean 
players will literally foul you ha- at the half court just so you won't get down the court and score. It's, it stops the flow of the game. It's stupid. Yeah, they got to fix that. They got to make also, that last, like a bigger foul or something. They do. They just need to make it a, a tech or a, a whatever it's called. But yeah. last night, my to my surprise, uh, what you want to call it, <clears throat> Draymond Green uh, had 10. Wiggins had 27. I, I, I was I was not expecting Wiggins to show out with 27. So Wiggins is really hard as a player because he's so inconsistent. Um, oh, like offensively, uh, defensively, he, he, he brings it pretty much every night. And uh, I actually really like him on Luca. He's got a lot of really good foot speed and length. He's kind of the perfect like guard. For Luka, yeah. Exactly. Just because of his speed and his athleticism, he can keep in front of Luca when he does all those crazy moves. I mean, no one can really keep in front of Luca. Like no, I'm saying, it's, I'm, hard. it's hard to keep in front of Luca. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm talking like he had a great night defensively. I mean, Luca still had 40 points, uh, three assists, 11 <laughs> rebounds. Like he's, he's just ridiculous. There's that one play he does like behind the back through the legs up the lane and then hits a buzzer beater three from like five feet behind the line. Like we're we're never gonna see anyone like we're watching well, history and greatness. I think I think the reason why he's able to do that is because of his style of play. Yeah, like he's not very physical, so he spends most of he spends most of his energy when trying to get space, just trying to get space. Yeah. He's literally just trying to create space between you. So once he gets that space, he's liable to shoot. Yeah, and he's liable to make it. No, yeah, no, he's just he's so efficient. Um, it's just. We're really seeing uh, why teams need to be built a specific way to be successful in the playoffs. Like, for instance, this entire team relies on Luka offensively, and I think that's how most teams are going to be for the rest of his career, obviously, because he's such a dynamic offensive player. But this team just isn't uh, built. You disagree? I don't think they're going to win. That's why they're not winning in the series right now. Yeah. It's only based on Luka. You need – when they when they drop Porzingis. Yeah. Traded him to the what? The Wizards. Wizards. Uh, God, that is an awful team to be. Um, that is an awful team to be traded to. <laughs> uh, that that's just sounds like wow, you're playing. No, that just sounds terrible. Yeah. But when they dropped Porzingis, I was like, there's no way they're making it to the Eastern. I mean, the Western Conference Finals. And then what do they do? They made it to the Western Conference Finals. So I I push back on that a little bit just because I think that uh, trading Porzingis in particular was important because he was so dynamic of a player himself that he, and in terms of the money he makes that like, you're, you don't want to pay someone to come off the bench and be your second, uh, score as much as you were paying Porzingis. And that's the role they need. They needed, they needed a Dinwiddie to come in and be more of the consistent. No, no. So what I'm saying is like Porzingis comes in and he's kind of a ball dominant player who needs the ball in his hands and he meshed well with Luca offensively. So they obviously didn't need him. What they needed in his position was someone who can come off the bench and man their second unit. That's what would be ideal for Luca. So by trading him, they got Dinwiddie to do that, which is better because you don't want to pay Kristaps, whatever you're paying him to have him play the role that they were looking for Dinwiddie to to play. So it was a good trade. The problem is Dinwiddie's not as consistent. And we really need him to man the second unit when Luca gets off uh, and create offense, which he's well, done off and on. And your big men are trash. True. Yeah. I mean, owl. Yeah. They had uh, Bertons and Kleber. And three man rotation of Bertons, Kleber. And uh, like they had, yeah, Bertons, Kleber, Dinwiddie, 
Um, and then like, I guess Powell only played eight minutes. Um, like, Oh, Oh, stop. Let's talk about this. Um, Bullock, Reggie Bullock, zero for 10. Yeah. What kind of trash was that? Zero, <laughs> yeah. zero for seven from three, zero for one from free throw, four rebounds. I mean, eight rebounds, no, four rebounds in general, hmm. four assists, two steals. Over seven from three. Over four, over, over three from the floor. Like, yeah. come on now. He, yeah, I agree. Um, there was, there were a lot of their offensive motion is Luca going down and getting open. Everyone collapses in on him and he kicks it out to Bullock or Kleber or whoever for a three. And no. when that's not happening, Luca can't score a hundred points by himself. I mean, he could, but he, he played 40 minutes and scored zero points. Yeah. That's tragic. That's like me out there. Um, yeah, no, it's just, you can't have that type of game and expect to win. Uh, Luca can't do it all himself. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with the Mavericks going forward. Um, how upset he's going to be uh, as a competitive person. He is um, be. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Only three people scored over 20 points. Yeah. Which you, like you said, it, it can't happen. And then on the other end, you have, uh, you have Andrew Wiggins with 27, you have Curry with 31, and you have Thompson with 19 and Green with 10. Like, I don't know. It's just the, the Warriors are much well, much better, more well-rounded team. They've been together for a really long time, and, you know, they know what they're doing, and that experience really is key. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason why the Celtics are being successful in their run, although they just lost, is this team does have experience together. Yeah. they're No, they'll be, they'll be okay. Sorry. They're not okay. They're gonna lose. It's okay. The Celtics? Yeah, the Celtics are gonna lose. Oh, that's a poor, poor take. I think I think they're gonna I think they got it. Do you think they're better? Do you think first of all, Mr. Michael Jordan's son, Jimmy Buckets, is going to win? Jimmy Buckets had eight points last night or whatever last game. Okay, he literally said, I would rather go zero for zero. I just want to be physical. Look what happened. He went, he played, he didn't shoot well. Hey, look what happened. They still won. He said it. I just want to be physical. He didn't have Robert Williams and Bam had 31, but when Robert Williams on the floor, Bam is less. (laughs) Hey, 31 points. You got to take advantage of it, though. You got to take advantage of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think if we end up losing, it's going to be more, I would say it's more towards injuries. I mean, it's the same way. It's the same way that the Mavericks really didn't beat the Suns. The Suns beat themselves. Yeah, the Suns, the Suns, I we're not as bad as the Suns. We're not collapsing like the Suns yet. The Suns literally, literally, like just just fell apart. And I was, was like, that was crazy. Did you have any? Let's get into that game seven. That was like, I'm game, still confused. Chris Paul had three points through the first three quarters. What kind of trash it was that? Do you think he was injured? <laughs> no, he's just cursed. He's literally just cursed. That's in my mind. Every playoffs, <laughs> something happens, and this playoffs was just him being terrible. Like he was, he literally had three points in the first quarter. So I was like, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Now, you thought coming into this game, you were only going to score three points. What kind of nonsense is that? All you have yeah. to do is shoot. Shoot. But he was turning the ball over at a high clip, too, which is just so unnatural. Well, that's another thing. They couldn't, they, yeah, they couldn't hold the ball to save their lives. Yeah. I and think then, I was surprised at how poorly, um, just, well, I don't know. It, it's, it was like, it was shocking to see how poorly Chris Paul played, but then it was also shocking to see how bad Devin Booker was too. Oh like, my God. He couldn't like, handle a double team. It was crazy. No, he could. It's, you know, why is because he's not, I don't, I don't know. Cause he's handled double teams before. It's not like he hasn't played against a double team before. No, I know. It's that's what's, that's what was throwing me off, but he literally looked scared. Like when he got doubled, I was very confused. Cause I was a huge Devin Booker fan. 
I think it's hard. Like they all look to Chris Paul as their number one and their go-to player. And I think it's hard when you see him consistently have like a bad four games in a row, maybe it's hard to get a little momentum and get going, but I don't know. I agree with you. It's, it was shocking. Like I was, I was all in on the, um, the Suns, and I thought they were gonna, I thought they were gonna go to the Western conference finals. So it was a shock to see that happen, but Golden State outscored them in the first quarter by three points. Uh-huh. Then in the second quarter, they came back and were close. They, the Dallas uh, scored 25. They scored 23. But the real discrepancy is in the third quarter where they got outscored by nine points. I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be what holds them off. But like I said, no teams have played specifically good for me this, this playoff because a, Barely any of them can hold a hold a lead. So let's do Let's yeah, they can't hold a lead. Well, most of that is the three point shooting. Now it uh, it makes it hard for you to hold a lead because you hit. Think about it. You you get three quick threes. That's nine points. Like if you get you could you could easily get two turnovers and like hit two threes off that and get a quick layup. That's eight points right there. If you're down by ten, that's now a two point game. So it's really hard to hold a lead. That's been a common trend being seen throughout the league as the three-pointers get well, higher. And my, and, my, and my thing is, and I understand the shooting has gotten a lot better, but just like you've seen teams hold lead, hold leads. Yeah, Celtics hold leads pretty well. Yeah, just defend. Just defend like you've defended all game. You yeah. know where they're going to shoot. You know what you know what plays they're probably going to run in certain situations. And I know it's hard because you're tired, but like you're playing at the highest level. Yeah. Come on now. Well, on. I – I, yeah, it's, it's hard to, um, also coming back from a lead to, or like being down, like, like last game for the Celtics. Yeah, exactly. Like last game for the Celtics, they were down 20 the entire game. They cut it to one and all the heat have to do is hit a dumb three and the game's back to four points, you know, and then hit a quick layup. It's back up to six and the Celtics like can't get a grip, you know? So it's hard as a team coming back constantly, which deflating. Yeah. And that's what makes what Luca did even more impressive is, they were down most of the game and he's still chipping and chipping away. He's just got that competitive fire. I, I want to see him with a better team around him because I want to see him be successful. But yeah, he needs to get better on defense, though. Oh, I mean, they all need to get better on defense. Steph Curry missed like a whole last night. Steph Curry was just looking. He was supposed to be. Uh, so Clay Thompson uh, rolled, rolled on his man and he was supposed to take the man up here. Steph Curry was supposed to roll in from the side. Yeah. Or just out here looking like this, nowhere to be found. Yeah. I mean, so it's, yeah, everyone, I agree. Like a lot of the superstars, there are not as many two way superstars as you would like ideally hope for. Um, that's what I like about the like specific superstars like Jimmy Butler. Uh, I like Tatum for that reason because he's getting better two way. Um, guys like you know that are i'm I'm sure i'm missing uh Giannis is a great two-way player um he got he got he's shit the bed oh yeah i mean Giannis played his ass off it was more of if they had middleton i, th- I think they would have beat the oh they probably would have sure. won but he, he he was just he was getting shut down by the by the charges yeah that's a that's an aspect of his game that they're gonna have, that's another thing that they have to work on is like they don't know how to officiate Giannis and on a micro sense they don't know how to officiate Jimmy Butler, because those are two players that initiate tons of contact on all their drives offensively. Yeah, the refs don't know what Don't's, to give it to them. Donis kind of just goes to the paint like a, a bull on a china chop sometimes. Yeah, and they he don't just like sometimes it's wildly, a charge, sometimes it's not. You never know. It. Yeah, it just depends. But he's just he's he's so wild with his body and the paint. It's like oh my god. Yeah, but he's 
he's if if he can add a three point shot, like he's already, you know, top ten all time. Like, could you imagine? I mean, like where he is now with the with the trajectory of where his career will be, it, it's looking like he'll be top ten all time. Consistent three point shot. Yeah, he's up there. He's able, he's able to hit hit like, and he's able to hit off the dribble, which I don't think will happen. Yeah, I think it'll be, you know, I think it'll be a more of a spot up three shooter like he's been now thus yeah. far. <laughs> well, well, those guys with the big hands have a tough time shooting. Like, remember? Do you remember Rajon Rondo? Obviously, you remember Rondo. Like when he was with the Celtics, he's a good shooter now. Actually, he, he learned how to do it. But when he was with the Celtics for and for, for the majority of his career, the guy could not shoot, and they always said it was because his hands were so big. It was hard for him to like, you know, when you shoot with like a a little tykes ball for us normal people, and it's it's much harder to shoot because your hands are palming it. So I wonder if that's affecting Giannis as well just he's so big but then you see kd shoot well so who knows but yeah no i we're the league's in a good place now there's so many great superstars um who do you do you think that the warriors are going to get a sweep over the mavs or do you think the mavs will get at least one game honestly it could go either way i'm calling a um i was calling a sweep last night because i believe they're going to get swept with the way that they're playing Mm because they're not playing aggressive there you can't have one of your starters go 40 minutes and not score a single point or have another one of your starters play 42 minutes i mean uh yeah have another one of your starters uh play uh 42 minutes and only get nine points Mm -hmm. and like it's and then you had you had and they didn't have a lot of bench they had no bench they yeah. they didn't even have a full bench to replace everybody on the on the court because they only had Kleber, Bertans, Dinwiddie, and Nilakina on the yeah. bench. Everyone else did not play. Yeah, and Frankie Smokes isn't really playable. Uh, I mean, I would like to have him in more just to put him on Steph Curry and see what he can do. But he's they had him on Chris Paul last uh, series, and he actually did a really really good job on Chris Paul. And I would like to see them play him more um, on Steph Curry just to see. Uh, cause like, obviously no one's, no one else is scoring except for Luca and Frankie smokes can't score anyways. So it's not yeah. like a big, it's not like any different than what they're doing. Why not, why not throw him in there and see how he takes Steph Curry? Because he's a really, really good and active defender. If anything, probably the best on ball defender in on the Mavericks team. Um, so I can say, I'll say, I'll take that. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good take on that. Yeah. I mean, He's he only played four minutes last night. So I mean you got you got your back against the wall. You might as well start throwing shit at it, see if anything sticks because I just don't know why they don't have a bench. I mean, even the Warriors. Oh yeah. no, even the Warriors. No, the Warriors have the same thing. No. Well, the, the Warriors could have picked up a big this offseason, or not this offseason. They had an opportunity to sign a big, and I think they were waiting for um uh what's Wiseman his, yeah, Wiseman to come back and he just never did. Um because I, I, I really yeah, they had an opportunity to get one like you could have probably grabbed whoever off of the off the waivers like a Robin Lopez uh, or a fucking JaVale McGee, like people that are always on the waivers, you know, that you can just grab real quick. So I don't know. Um, <clears throat> obviously, it didn't really matter for them because they're kicking the Mavs ass right now. But um, I wanted to highlight Otto Porter. Looks like he got injured in that game. He he was playing awesome for the Warriors. That's a big loss if he got injured. But yeah, so what what do you think the Mavericks are going to have to do to pull out another game? Or and I I personally think the series is over. Being down three zero. Oh, this uh, is this year. This series is over. The, this yeah. is there's no shot. I can see them taking one game, and that's if they shoot well. And mm. I don't. I do not think 
that, nah, nah, nah. Like Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum said during some interviews, the keys of a great team or how you respond. And yeah. I'm not saying that they haven't responded, like they haven't responded good throughout this playoffs, but like, I mean, they haven't, if you responded, haven't responded in this series. Yeah, if you haven't responded by now. Mm. You're not, you're not getting it. You're not yeah. getting this one. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think um, it was another one of those games that it's hard to get a lot of takeaways from it just because, like, the Mavericks play a specific way and the Warriors just match up well against them compared. Like, the, the Mavericks matched up better against the Suns because the Mavericks, like, meticulous, just, like, taking their time and di- dissecting the, the defense was better against the Suns' defense compared to the Warriors that love it fast, up and down, quick pace, no dissection. Um, a lot of movement. Everyone's always moving. Um, I thought the, the Mavericks defense was going to hold up better than what it's been. Uh, it looked really, really good against the Suns, who are also a really slow team. Let's, so I think that's why it I mean, really held be, up against each other. If we're talking about the defense, they didn't play. Their defense was not terrible. No, it wasn't horrible. It's just like you. I, I would hope that they could at least shut down like the main score or at least like hinder the main score and Steph Curry, but I guess there's not really any one ball or any one on ball defender that can really do that. And obviously you're going to need a team to do that to Steph Curry, but it's hard. They don't have a team to do it really. Most teams like to double him and play him, uh, try to get him off the pick and roll. try to get steals and everything, like just play the aggressor with him. Mm. But as far as you, as I mean, as far as that, his his ball handling skills and his IQ is just too elite. That's too elite. It's ridiculous because he can he can pass the ball behind his back, like last game, not the game we just watched last night, but the game before. <clears throat> he threw a behind the back pass, cut his defender was here. He threw a behind the back pass to the top of the key. He ran out to the to the to the corner corner, came back behind two defenders and shot a quick release three and yeah. made it in. It's just so much movement. It's hard to keep an eye on him. Whereas uh, the Mavericks offense is very stagnant. You have Luca come in and then everyone kind of settles into their spots and just kind of relies on him. Um, that, is, that being said, though, he does have elite passing as well. Luca had made some amazing passes that I, I absolutely loved. Um, does make it, it just doesn't move as much as Curry. So no. he's, he's and, easier to defend. And uh, a part of that is... Um, maybe his conditioning and a part of that is where he's from and like yeah it's his style of play he's just not he's not making as much movement as curry yeah but that curry, being said yeah but that being said luca is an immense talent hopefully um they can oh, get a, yeah they can get a team built around him that uh is better than the oh. one they currently have because it's a waste uh of a good couple of years if they don't and luca will leave and he's He's going to be one of the best scorers of all time, if not the best scorer at the end of his career. Well, um, he just signed a five, 207 million. Yeah, but in that day, in this day and age, that doesn't matter. You can, people are signing their four year contracts and then asking for a trade the first year and getting, and getting it. Like, yeah, yeah that's the problem. Yeah. It's with the player empowerment era. Um, LeBron which, James. Exactly. LeBron James. Which, like, the- I'm all for to a point. Um, I'm not for it when you sign these like massive extensions and then you play yourself out and then like, I'm not for more of, I guess it's a, it's a sticky situation. I'm not really going to get into it, but um, no, I just yeah. think 
like teams should should play the same game that the uh, that the players are playing. Stop signing them to yeah five five year contract. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Thank you for coming on, Roto Me. Um, we'll have you on, of course, in the future. Um, we, if you guys have any questions or anything, make sure to email the lovecast at lovecast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this was really good. Uh, thank you for coming on, and we're going to be talking oh, good, some nice. betting coming up. All right. Have a good day. All right. Thank you, you too. All right, everyone. I'm here with uh, Connor Butts of the Gambling Couch. Connor, how are you doing? Doing well, Max. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Of course, uh, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, we're going to get into that uh, pretty horrible loss that the Celtics suffered uh, last night. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a, a shit game. Let's get into it. Uh, do you, what were some major takeaways you had from it? Yeah, I would say my biggest key takeaway from the game, besides the fact that uh, Tatum didn't show up, was the fact that the Celtics turned the ball over way too much. We had yeah. 23 turnovers. Um, I don't, you know, we, the fact that we still made it a game after 23 turnovers is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that, you know, we still hit enough shots and played well on the defensive end to keep this game close, despite the fact that we gave them 15 extra possessions, you Mm -hmm. know, there are turnovers minus theirs. It's, it's, it's just embarrassing. We can't be giving them the ball. We can't be giving them that many chances. They're, they're, they're a great team. They're a very good, uh, offensive team and giving them that many extra possessions is, is never going to win you basketball games. I know. And, you know, like you're mentioning the turnovers, our stars had, uh, 13 combined turnovers. Uh, Tatum had six Brown had seven. Um, that's kind of the Celtics fatal flaw. And it has been all season. Those who've really watched them all season can tell that we lack like a true ball handler. I would say our best ball handler, I guess would be smart. Right. Would you say he's probably our best? Um, I would say he should be our primary ball handler. Yeah. Yeah. And even he is, I would say like a B plus ball handler in the NBA. Uh, I think some, that's really like our biggest flaw because we're a good two way team, but um, yeah, I think like the biggest thing that I noticed was that PJ Tucker was just making it difficult for Tatum um, the entire game. Uh, He was the glorified uh, KD stopper, uh, KD stopper last playoffs. And um, you could see that obviously Tatum kind of has, uh, he's, uh, I guess you could say like a distant cousin of a KD player, I guess would be my way of describing it in terms of he's just lengthy and athletic. And, uh, you, it was, it was smart for them to use Tucker on him in that way. And you can tell he was using the same methods to guard KD as he is to uh, guard Tatum. He's getting really, really physical. If you watch them off ball, there's so much, uh, just touching and, uh, pushing and it, you can tell it wore, it wore Tatum down. Um, and he didn't have a great game. Like you mentioned, um, another thing was Robert Williams was out. That was huge. Uh, obviously he's massive for us. Did you notice that impact and, uh, would you pick up on? Uh, yeah, it, it was interesting because the one game Rob will sits out, Bam goes crazy or sorry. One of yeah. the, no, Rob will didn't play and Bam had 27. I believe he finished with 20. Yeah. He had uh t- 31 actually sorry, 31. Yeah. yeah. So Bam drops a 30 bomb. When uh, yeah. Rob Will is out, I think there's that's obviously a clear correlation. Mm-hmm. We need Rob Will to win this series, and I I don't know what, he, what what's wrong with him. I know he's at knee soreness, but the guy can't play more than two fucking games in a row. Yeah, and at this point, it's the conference finals. We're gonna need you, man. Like, yeah, can, like can you please fucking play? I know it probably hurts and it's a little painful, but you're you're a big tough dude. You gotta you gotta be able to grind these games out. And uh, I think the Celtics, if they're going to want to get this done, they're going to have to want to, they're going to have to grind these games out. Mm. And Fike said this best in the chat. I wish he was here to deliver it himself, but he said, uh, Tatum isn't a dog. Yeah. And I jumped on it right away and I said, I completely agree. 
the rest of the team are dogs that we have dogs across the board uh you know whether it's the seventh or eighth guy or if it's Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart there mm-hmm. there are stars there are dogs and you know Tatum doesn't have that fight in him you see it when he defends off ball he can't defend off ball going gets tough Tatum can't respond well uh so you know you can't have your superstar playing like that uh, yeah. but you also have to have your superstar that has you know that can lead the chippiness can can be a leader by example when it comes to being tough and I know yeah, PJ Tucker beat the fucking shit out of him. Yeah. Last night, but you know, or sorry, Tuesday night. Mm. Oh, sorry, not Tuesday. S- Saturday night. That yeah. um, beat the shit out of him on Saturday night. So yeah, it's tough, but you know, I think he'll respond well. I think Tatum responds well in games where you know he doesn't have a sensational yeah. outing. He responds well to that. He just has to be able to flip a switch mid-game where even if it's not going well, he has to be able to create something for himself. Mm-hmm. Because even if he doesn't have a great game, but if he has an okay game, I, that game is a lot closer. That yeah. was stretched yeah. and probably to start too. But yeah, I, I think the Celtics came in this game thinking they were going to walk over the heat and just didn't. So, you know, and they got punched in the mouth pretty fucking hard and couldn't respond well because of the turnovers and missed shots in the beginning. So, you know, it is what it is, but... You gotta come back ready to play on Monday night. You gotta, you know, it's a must-win game. We were in this position with the Bucks. We gotta, we gotta win this basketball game. Yeah, no, I agree. I push back a little bit on the Tatum not being a dog yet. I think, um, in order to tell if he is or not, it's all about in his response to the game. I think, like, if he comes back with, um, a game where, like, Fag also mentioned this in the chat that he plays well every other game. So if he's able to come back, like, I, I would say, like, in this game, he wasn't a dog, but. Um, it's all about like what, what the final score of, you know, the final game seven is all about and, you know, or if, if it goes that far. So hopefully um, it, what matters is who advances. So hopefully this game is just like a game that clearly the Celtics thought they could win because I don't think I'm wrong in saying this. I think the Celtics are clearly a better team than the heat. Um, the heat's primary score score is Jimmy Butler and he had eight points last night and none of his baskets are easy. Like it's not like he's a, uh, like Luca, you know, where it's all finesse, like though he's more of a Giannis type where it's a lot of physical drives to the lane. He's hard to officiate. He gets a lot of fouls and he shoots a lot of free throws. So those points don't come easy. And Duncan Robinson has not been shooting well. So other than that, they have to rely on uh, Tyler Hero, Max Struess and uh, Bam Adebayo for offense. And uh, because Robert Williams wasn't there offensively, Bam Adebayo uh, definitely flourished last uh, two nights ago. And I just want to get into Lowry. Uh, what do you think's going on with him? Uh, he only had 11 points, but he seems a little injury prone to me. Um, do you think he's going to be more of a factor this upcoming game? Or what do you think? What do you I expect from Lowry? I didn't expect anything from him when he came back. Yeah. I think that, you know, when he was sitting, I was telling all my friends, like, I don't think it matters. I don't think it really yeah. impacts the heat. You know, he does some good things on the floor defensively. And, you know, he is a, he is a, you know, veteran point guard in the league. So he sees the floor well and can make great passes and great reads like his, he had a great uh, advancement to Jimmy Butler who got an and one uh, early in the game to start it off. So, you know, he's, he brings a, he brings some positives, but he also brings a lot of negatives. He doesn't bring a lot of offense anymore. He brings defense periodically. He's an old guy, um, you know, down the shirts when they need a bucket. He's not the guy you want to go to. He's met, he missed countless floaters and took countless bad shots the other night. So I don't really expect much from Lowry. I Shot expect four for 11, two for seven from three. He's, he's not, he's not the Kyle Lowry of old, which yeah. is fine. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is, but I don't think that he brings a lot to the team. The, the thing I'm going to be really looking at is 
Jimmy Butler because I know he only had eight points, but it's because he got injured and, you know, sat most of the game and decided not to come back. But it is uh, confirmed that he will play on Monday night. So it's going to be interesting to see how Butler responds. Um, how much does he play? Is he limited? Is he unlimited? Does he, you know, does he look like Jimmy? Has Does he um, does he score like the old Jimmy? You know, like it's just be interesting to see how he comes out and how he plays tomorrow night with the injury. And the bottom line is the Celtics need to be healthy to win this series. We yeah. need Rob. We need Smart. We need everyone we can fucking get, uh, except poor Sam Hauser, who's been out with shoulder instability oh, for, a, <laughs> for a long time. It's the oh yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a heart trickler for Celtics fans. Vasquez got injured too last game. I don't know if you guys. I saw mean, that. yeah, he pulled, it's, a, it's, he pulled a groin because he's been on the bench the entire season. Yeah, when you're all frozen like that, moving fast and <laughs> in, in a short amount of time does not do you any any services. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Um, Lowry's definitely not the same player uh that he once was uh you know he's he's got a heavy frame um he's played a lot he's a veteran uh he definitely you can tell he's injury prone and um i just think you know the celtics uh they get stagnant too much offensively it happened again they just they got thrown off by uh tucker's pressure and what the heat were doing um they were defending really well and the celtics made a ton of careless passes i hated their turnovers i absolutely hated that um, when we cut it to six and then that stupid turnover on the inbound that completely sealed the game, like Lowry poked it and got a two pointer real quick, like a little layup that made it an eight point game. Like it, it was six points with like a minute and a half to go. And we could have easily cut that or at least tied it. But then you do some dumb shit like that, like a careless pass in that gets picked. Uh, and that really puts the game away for them. I just didn't like stuff like that. Um, but I agree. I feel like the Celtics know that they can win. But another uh, thing I wanted to highlight was uh, Oladipo. Depot is sort of a weird X factor in this game. He's not. He's never been like an off- efficient offensive player, and especially since his injury hasn't. But defensively, he's really, really good and versatile. Um, he's got. A, he's still relatively quick, even though he's had those injuries. He's not the same athlete. He still has. I would say he's like maybe 90% to 85% the athlete he was before the injury. Um, and he really makes it difficult for the Celtics um, as like a primary and off-ball defender. Um, he's got a lot of length and foot speed to keep in front of everybody. And you can tell he was making it difficult. And he also is really a willing defender and he reaches a lot and uh, gets his hands in there to poke free the ball very consistently. So um, I know we mentioned him before the series of, possibly being an X factor and he's really showing it today or he really showed it on a Saturday night. Like um, I think he did have a really important impact on the game defensively because in the beginning, the Celtics were really, really struggling. Um, it was like, they were down by like 20 there. It was one of the worst first halves of basketball. I've seen them play all year. Uh, it was pretty hard to watch, but yeah, it's kind of hard to take away a lot from that game just because it was a really bad game. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is the officiating. Like it's bad all around. It's been bad for every single team in the playoffs. Do you have any thoughts on the officiating? Uh, I think it's terrible. I think I think it's also really hard to officiate those games. Yeah. The environment's ridiculous. The the athleticism these guys have is crazy. The talent they have is nuts. Yeah, so I yeah. think that the games are very difficult because they're also moving really fast, a lot faster yeah. than than we're compared. You know, used to seeing in the regular season. So with that being said, I. I you know, as a ref myself, I want to give partial, you know, you know, play devil's advocate for the referees. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of calls that they're just straight up missing, uh, you know, and that they're just straight up not calling for whatever reason. And those calls that are phantom calls, you know, and, and it's bullshit that they call them. So it it's been consistently bad. We'll just say yeah. that it's not 
you know, it's not like one game is treacherous and the other game is okay. It's just kind of the refing is just bad across the board. It takes away from the game. It can really impact momentum. We all know how big that is, especially mm-hmm. as a home team in the playoffs. Yeah. It's just, they need to clean it up. And I don't, I don't really also get how they're this bad. This is what you do for a living. This is, you know, you are the best at what you do. You're in this position. It's just like an NBA player, mm-hmm. you know, having a shitty ass game or having a, having a star have a shitty ass game. Like, how do you do that? And like the refs playing, like, you know, refing this bad. It's, it's how do you even do that? You're supposed no. to be the best and now you're fucking up this much. And to the point that we're talking about on a podcast across the league. I know. And it's, it's a problem. Like it makes the games unwatchable. It's so like, they don't call it. They, there's not like a, a uniform set of like rules that it feels like they're looking at. Like every call is completely different. Like they'll get one call one way and they'll get the other call the other way. It doesn't, there's no like continuation. It's very like annoying. Like Tatum's able to cuss out the refs and throw them down. But then Gabe Vincent looks at a ref and he gets a technical, like, and then the charge calls, like, it's impossible to figure out what is a charge and what isn't a charge. I, the refs were bad for the Celtics. They were bad for the Heat. They were bad for the Mavericks, the Warriors, like every single team in the playoffs so so far. It, it's just been, it's like, it, it disrupts the flow of the game with the amount of calls they're they're making. And I don't know, I, it's been getting on my nerves recently. Um, but that being said, this has been some of the best playoffs I've seen in recent memory. I'm, I'm really into it. Maybe it's because my team or our team is still, you know, going, but I just, I really like the playoffs this year, even though the refs have been uh, slowing it down a little bit, but um, yeah, but like I said before, there's really not much we can talk about in this game. Not much we can take away that he just wanted it more. The Celtics, it seemed like they kind of were um, using this game as almost like a rest game and we're letting Rob will sit it out and to be safe. And um, I feel like they're going to come back tomorrow and uh, you know, come in and, look to shoot better and just be better overall. Um, I did notice that Tatum is listed as probable and smart is questionable as well as Robert Williams is all, excuse me, is also questionable. So that's something to keep out, keep an eye out for. Um, this is a big game. Now there's not time to be resting. It's time. Like we need our players um, going down three, one against the heat is dangerous. Uh, I don't want to be in that position. So hopefully we can go and get a win tomorrow. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on talking Celtics. We're going to be coming on uh, and talking some betting later. Alrighty, we're back. Uh, we're still with Butsy. We're gonna talk a little bit of um, some betting for this Monday game. Um, what do you have? What do you, you have any plays you want to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about the spread. So the spread opens up Celtics minus six and a half. You know, the problem with this spread is that it's assuming that everyone's playing right. We just went over how many guys the Celtics had questionable. We have Tatum, Smart, Rob, Will. You know, and Sam Hauser's still out. That's obviously a massive obvious big. Yeah. Um, no, but are his know, props up? <laughs> his props up. Minutes played over point one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that like you know this line is assuming everyone's playing, and it's clear that everyone's not going to be at full strength. But it's going to be how mm. how much of a dog they can be and in you know grind it out. If everyone plays, I would take the Celtics. I would lean the Celtics six and a half. I don't know if it's a full play because given the Heat, that many points is a lot. We just saw what they did last game, and I know we had nowhere near to a very great game or even a good game. It's it's still a lot of points for the Heat. They still played well. So I yeah. would be monitoring that line based on the Celtics' activities, like you know Celtics players' um, availabilities. So I, I would lean at six and a half. If you could get it at six, I like it a lot better at six. Hmm. Uh, I just think that 
you need everyone you need everyone to play and you need everyone full strength for that spread to hit and i think it will hit if everyone is fully healthy and fully you know fully playing so but yeah no it's it's gonna be a tough one yeah um so for my play um i'm seeing the total at 207.5 um it's gone under the last three games i believe so or two games yeah three games so um i'm gonna take that under and my book uh, gives me like they give you a parlay with the Celtics money line and the under over or under and the and they also have the heat option as well. But uh, I, I usually will play. I think I'm going to play the Celtics in the uh, over. Um, I just like the Celtics in this position. It's a must win game for them in the garden. Um, I'm always going to take the, te- the home team uh, in a back against the wall kind of game. Like if they go down three one, that's huge. I don't think they're going to let that happen. Um, that is hopefully that if Tatum plays and plays well, um, he is probable and that is something to monitor. But yeah, if you're able to, on your book, adjust, uh, Tatum's points, maybe you could take an under on a higher, um, adjusted point total and then parlay that with some other player props. Um, I think if Robert Williams ends up playing and you monitor that, maybe you could take a bam out of bio points under, um, I'm thinking that maybe his points for this line or this upcoming game will be inflated due to his last performance. But uh, if you noticed Robert Williams wasn't playing last game and when Robert Williams is in, he seems to be a good matchup against uh, Bam Adebayo who seems to struggle against him. So maybe a little same game player prop parlay in there. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I I think Bam is, is definitely going to struggle if Rob will plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Will's proved the to be dominant in the paint this series. He he's proved that it's his paint and nobody yeah, else's. Lots of blockage. I think, if, I think if Bam Bam gets out of his rhythm with Rob Will just clogging it up and causing havoc on defense mm-hmm. and offense, but you know specifically we're talking about defense here. Yeah, I can see Bam going under, especially after having a you know breakout performance. By the way, he must listen to the pod because we I chewed his ass out. I know. I chewed his ass out last time, and <laughs> they, he's he came back and had a great game. So I really want to chew everyone out on the Celtics right now yeah. individually, but I'm gonna mainly gonna chew Tatum out for his performance last game. I know we just kind of went over this, but mm-hmm. um, no, yeah, Tatum needs to play better, and I hope he that he listens to this and does. Yeah, me too. Um, we've had we have kind of a weird history of the players listening to us. Uh, they're very play. like really, really, really strange. Weird. <laughs> even even with the UFC segments too, like my cousin Jeff and I will call these fights almost like like a couple of them have been almost spot on, which has been kind of weird. Um, but yeah, no, it, it seems like they listen to the pod. Um, but yeah, hopefully Tatum can have himself a game. Um, I know betting unders isn't the most fun, but um, I'm trying to see where you can get value. And just the fact that Tatum is coming in as a probable gives me inclination that maybe his shoulder is bothering him as we saw him get hurt with that. And if your shoulder is bothering you, that's a big aspect of you scoring the ball. So maybe he'll be looked he'll look to um obviously he's gonna look for a shot always but maybe in this instance he'll look for Jalen Brown so maybe even you could chuck in um Jalen Brown uh over on some points at at adjusted lower number to make up for the value by parlaying that with um under on Tatum at adjusted point value and then under on a bam point value that you could get at a higher or a lower number because it'll probably be a little bit inflated um, so I think that could give you some good value altogether. Um, but yeah, so I know those are some stinky little plays cause you're going to have to watch the injury report to really make those, but, uh, yeah, but do you have any final thoughts? I got one more play to give out for you guys tomorrow and they've lost me a lot of money. This team, they play in the major leagues, major league baseball. Uh, they, they've lost me. They've lost me a lot of fucking money <laughs> in the past two weeks. So 
And that team, unfortunately, is, is the New York Yankees. They, I took a couple of their game overs, and they just – yesterday, actually, I took both of their game overs, and they put up a combined one run in both games. So that, that, that was great. Helpful. But I'm going to take the run line tomorrow against the Orioles. They just dropped oh. – they dropped a couple to the um, to the White Sox, and now they're still at home playing the Orioles. Orioles aren't great. Garrett Cole on the bump, he's fucking phenomenal. Obviously, you got to pay a little juice for this one, but I think that it's gonna smash. And I think the Yankees just light up the Orioles tomorrow, just because of how pissed off they are that they just lost that series to the White Sox. The only thing I could see messing that up is they do have this whole thing going on with Josh Josh Donaldson being a complete asshole and uh, dropping some racist terms uh against the white Sox, um tim anderson so um i know that that's a pretty huge thing going on in the front office um and the people are mlb and the public is waiting on the yankees response to that and i know that donaldson came out saying that they were friends but then one of tim anderson's teammates came out and said um they are not friends if anything they are like enemies so uh him saying that and trying to cover his ass is a load of shit uh, but I just see a little bit of drama there. So that's, I don't obviously it, who knows if it'll affect the actual game, but I, you, you know, you always want to look for some weird things that people aren't thinking about. So maybe that's a reason to fade the Yankees, but uh, who knows, who knows, <laughs> who knows, uh, who knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah. But uh, I agree. Like the Orioles are shit. Um, I, the Orioles were the first baseball game I ever went to. So I've always had a soft spot for them oh. and they're fucking horrible. Camden Yards is awesome, but the Orioles are not. So I do like the Yankees in this spot. Um, I agree with you. That's, I mean, they lose us a lot of money. And as a Sox fan, it does pain me to bet on them. But, you know, you got you to gotta do what you got to do to make they've some had, money. They've had, a, they've had a really good year. And yeah, I think speaking, they have. Of the Sox, speaking of the Sox, the Sox are starting to roll. Yeah. Uh, we just won. I think we might have swept them. No, sorry. We won We won two out of three against the Mariners. Yeah. We had a great series. We put up a lot of runs. We did. Uh, we, made, we made a walk off on Grand Slam today. Yeah. So that's fucking sick. Which probably made a lot of people a lot of money. Socks, uh, money line, run line, over, all that yeah. good shit. Good shit. So, you know, start betting on the socks. Socks. Yeah. You know, they're starting to make some coin for people there. Uh, oh, they, I. Oh, yeah. What were you saying? Sorry. Real quick. I just want to hop in. I have some thoughts on some NFL win totals because I listen to you and oh, Jordan yes. do that. I had some good stuff. I like the Jets uh, win total that they're. I'm, I'm seeing the number right now at five and a half. And I know that's a little bit of a hefty uh, price or not a price, but a half a hefty number to hit an over on. But um, this is a bet on Zach Wilson. I know he was iffy last year, but I really like what they did in this draft. They got him some good weapons. They got him some protection. And I just think they also got some good defense. And I don't know. I just like I'm this is a bet that Zach Wilson um, has a little bit of a breakout year this year. and. you know, uh, looks better than last year and they get a couple of wins off of it. And then also I want to take the Steelers over, um, Homer pick, but, um, of course you do. I wonder, I wonder why, I wonder (laughs) why you want to take the Steelers over Max. Well, like I listened to what you guys said. You guys were completely right. Like Tomlin is fucking amazing, like an amazing coach and Kenny Pickett, um, no matter how bad he is, he's definitely an upgrade over big Ben last year, who was essentially a corpse. Couldn't throw the ball more than five yards. Um, like, and I really like the, I really like this George Pickens kid. And also the guy out of Memphis that they got, um, who they, I forget who said it, but someone said that he was the hardest person that he had to guard in college. So I like the weapons that they got around him. They also got Cameron Hayward, Hayward's uh, little brother who looks like he could be a beast on the offense as well. Um, I don't know. I just like the Steelers over on win totals. And then I also agree with Jordan. Um, 
I, wait, did he take the Jaguars under total? Because I might. He took. Yeah, he took the Jaguars under. Like the only thing, only thing I, I see with the Steelers, you know, and where they may have trouble is they have to grind out wins. They're going to yeah. have to really grind out wins, and they're going to have to kind and of figure a tough it out. Division. Yeah, they're in a, they're in a relatively tough division. Yeah, I know the the Browns should be two easy wins next year for them. Depending but they got to figure it out. Yeah. They're going to have to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming up with a rookie QB, obviously phenomenal coach in Tomlin. They have some weapons too, Deontay, Claypool, Juju. But we also have are... Brian Flores coming in defensively. Like, I just, I really like our coaching staff. Like, yeah, no, a, yeah. That's a they're, big they're, they, No, they have a lot of, they have a lot of great guys that do a lot of good guys on the field uh, mm-hmm. and off the field too. But it's just, they're going to have to really figure it out fast. Rookie yeah. QBs oftentimes don't work out great. And I'm not, like Jordan said, he's not confident in Mr. Trubisky. I would rather start Kenny Pickett right now. Me too. But, I, you know, if Mitch Trubisky starts the season, I don't really know if the Steelers get to get to that win total. I just – I think they need to start Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett a couple weeks in, feel it out, because I don't think Trubisky is going to be any good. And, you know, he could prove me wrong, but I just that's just how I see it playing out. Uh, I don't think he's going to prove you wrong. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I, think, I think he'll be hopefully a backup. And, um, yeah, I think – I mean, I don't think it's the end of the world if we see him for the first couple of games. Like, that tends to happen where um, if you have a rookie QB that you're kind of on the fence about or, like, that maybe you want to – just get it. You don't want to throw him in there right away and get him injured. Like maybe you want to work him into a couple of games. Like uh, there have been times where they, you know, start, start the quarterback for a couple of games and then throw the rookie in. And if that happens, I'd be okay with that. But I agree if Mitchell Trubisky is their quarterback for the entire season or a good chunk of it, then that total is, you're going to want to hedge that bet. So um, yeah, well, that was really good. Uh, sorry. That was a little random side piece I had. I just, I, I was thinking about that on the drive home when I was listening to the pod. Um, I had some reactions to that. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Um, we're going to be, uh, posting this on Monday. So those are, those are for your Monday plays. Um, and yeah, listen, give Butsy a listen on the gambling couch on, was it Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, Tuesdays, right? Thursdays, and Saturdays. We're going to have some new guests on this week for you guys Nice to nice. give their, uh, you know, thoughts on their area of expertise in the sports gambling world. So that's going to be great. Stay tuned for that. We'll promote them as soon as they drop. We're going to drop at, uh, either 1130 or 12 o'clock. Either, you know, that gives you plenty of time to listen to the listen to the place of the day from me and my me and my crew. And then, you know, check out the TikTok as well for the plays and whether you want to tail or whether you want to fade either. Either way. Listen, listen. <laughs> there you go. Listen Alrighty, and download. Right. Listen and download. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for everything. And uh, we'll be coming up later with uh, Rodeman Keaton talking our reactions to the Warriors Maverick games. We'll be right back.